Hi, this is Yogi Lang from RPWL, and you are listening to Michael's Record Collection. everyone and welcome to Michael's Record Collection where we talk about great music with the people who make it and the people who love it. I'm your host Michael Citro and this is episode number 102. This episode I'm joined by Yogi Lang, the frontman and keyboard player from the excellent German progressive rock band RPWL. The band is dropping its eighth studio album on March 17th. That's St. Patrick's Day and that album is called Crime Scene. This album has some dark themes but it's got all the great RPWL hallmarks atmospheric progressive rock that you've come to know and love the band for. Yogi was so gracious with his time and uh, I enjoyed learning some of the band's history, his personal influences and early albums that he fell in love with, and the stories behind the album's songs and videos. Before we get to that, I want to remind you to visit michaelsrecordcollection.com where there are links to everything. You can sign up for my free newsletter. I don't know, maybe you like to read about music as well as listen to podcasts about music. Uh, If so, sign up for that newsletter and check it out. And if you don't like it, you know, you don't have to stay subscribed to it. There's also a link there for my Patreon. You're sick of hearing about Patreon. I get it. But for just as little as $2 a month, you can help support this independent endeavor. I don't get paid for doing this. Any little bit of money that we make through the Patreon gets put right back into the show. So it just makes the better product for you. But if you want to support the show, the Patreon tells you how to do it, explains the different levels, what you get for those different levels. And uh, obviously, just like anything else in life, the more you put in, the more you get back. There are also links there to all my social media, but I'll tell you what they are right now. It's at Mike's Records on Twitter, and it's Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. You can email me at Collection at gmail.com. All right, let's get to that interview now with Yogi Lang from RPWL. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Michael's Record Collection. I'm very excited to have with me from the German progressive rock band RPWL. Yogi Lang is here. Yogi, thank you so much for being with me today. Yeah, thanks, Michael, for inviting me. It's a pleasure. I am uh, looking very forward to the release date of your new album, Crime Scene, which comes out March 17th from your label, Gentle Art of Music. And uh, first of all, I know you've had some back problems, Yogi. How are you feeling? How's your health? Um, uh, Good. Thank you. I I had a surgery um, last year and um, yeah, it's um, everything's perfect. I'm really glad. And um, this, to be honest, was the reason why we were um, we wanted to start producing a bit earlier. But um, yeah, glad that everything uh, worked out so fine. So we could do the video uh, that you might saw, and mm-hmm. um, we will do another one um, just right um, before the release. And so we're ready to tour at the end of March. That's awesome. That's awesome. Good to see you up and about and. Uh... You know, back problems are nothing to nothing to joke uh, about. They are they're no yes. joke. They're they're very very difficult to deal with. So good good that you're uh, you were able to get through that. Before we get into your career and your music here, I wanted to ask you uh, what I usually ask my guests, and and that is, what was your first favorite record or the first album that kind of uh, grabbed your attention when you were a kid? There were two pushes. 
one push was um, I remember that uh, my cousin recorded a tape for me. And on the B side of this tape, it was a cassette. Um, I was 10 or 11 years old. On the B side was the Animals album. Okay. And dogs really catched me. It was, I, I couldn't, I, I was not into music pretty much at that time. It was the first time I really recognized, okay, there's music that can emotionally reach you and so i heard this cassette i i think i, I don't know how many times mm -hmm. uh, without knowing what it is and when i went he he um um he lives about i think 200 miles from here um when we get there again i said you gave me a cassette what's this and he showed me the cover of um the dark side of the moon. <laughs> and, uh, to be really honest, it was the cover that really catched me. Mm -hmm. It was, I, I never saw that before. And he played it to me and I recorded this. So I couldn't say if it was the Animals album or the Dark Side of the Moon album that really catched me. But mm -hmm. it's uh, since this time, it's really, yeah, kind of written in my DNA. It was just like a virus. It was <laughs> there and it never... Um, it never left me. So it's it's um, when I asked if if a record, um, I don't know if particularly this record, but um, it always maybe a guy um, um, that I was talking last time uh, just said it's always like you're always hearing that Pink Floyd shimmering out somewhere in the music, mm -hmm. and um, since. But but it's I mean it's so I'm so socialized with this kind of music you know um, so that I I mean you have you go you never go into the studio and have in mind let's do something like or whatever it's it's not even after um, the 25 years that we're together <laughs> but yeah. it's always you know it's like in your DNA it's it's like yeah it's shimmering from everything that especially i'm doing and um yeah but back to the story i don't know if, if it's really the animals album that really catched me emotionally or the dark side of the moon album that i was really aware of what i'm listening to mm -hmm. some one of those but it definitely comes out in your music uh, ever since and and it's not a, it's not a surprise that those two records really were the ones that captured your attention first yeah because really like you said, you don't go into the studio saying, let's go make a, a let's go make a song that sounds like Pink Floyd. It just kind of you hear you hear music in your head and it, it it is related to what has moved you personally. Yeah, sure. So the band RPWL formed back in the late 90s uh, as a Pink Floyd mm -hmm. cover band. And um, you you named the band after the four members at the time. Phil Paul, yeah. uh, Resetio, uh, Chris Postal, Kali mm -hmm. Walner, and yourself, Yogi Lang. Was there, was that always the order? Did you did you play around with the order of the letters? Is it, or <laughs> is it always RPWL? Did it ever? Did you ever consider the other, you know, arrangements? Uh, I really don't know. I, I think at that time it was yeah, it was a crazy time. It it was because the RPWL thing was. That we, I, I mean, we started off um, 
just it was not a real Pink Floyd cover band. It was just um, we wanted to play live mm-hmm. and playing old Pink Floyd songs. We never played the new ones. It was just um, yeah, we played that old stuff and were the crazy guys who play four songs for two hours. And um, so when it came to this, that we made a demo tape and and all this stuff that we're writing own songs uh, during that time, I think it was in 98 or 99, um, that we had this demo tape that heard, uh, someone heard it from a label and -hmm. wanted to do something, um, let's do a record. And we didn't have a name. We never had the name. We were just these crazy guys who play that old stuff. And it's funny if you go there. And um, so we always, um, I, I remember um, Phil Paul Resetio always wanted to have the name Superband <laughs> <laughs> because he thought we were super. And um, yeah, just in um, the label called us and, and said, hey, we can't release a record without a name. You're aware of that. <laughs> and I thought, hey, then let's take RPWL. That's okay. So um, um, Chris at that time asked me if I did the order because of Anderson Bruford Wakeman Howe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I haven't got um, too many thoughts when I said that because it was just releasing the record come on what's your name yeah <laughs> and and so it came to that but chris was um yeah had the opinion that it was because of anderson bruford i still don't know it were crazy times at that time <laughs> so you met chris and kali um i think you're making this record you were producing the, the violet district yes terminal yeah Bar- it was uh, at the very beginning, I, I think we started at the late eighties, and uh, and it was 90, 1990, I think, when when we um, finished the record uh, a long time ago. And this was the first time I met Kale was in eighty eight, I think, or eighty seven, when I mixed a band. I was called. I was engineering at that time. And I was going to a festival and they asked me to mix it. And, and I thought, yeah, why not? And I, it came to me, it's, it was like, a, wow, this can't happen at this place here in, in, in this area. Because there were just, I, I thought they were a metal band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, it was just, yeah, it was very... Violet District always appeared to me very Marillion-like mm. at that yeah. time. And, and I was totally surprised. And I remembered that when, when, uh, when I had the studio here around the corner and I wanted to do a, uh, an album with them. And um, Kale always said I talked them into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, but I really thought they are great. So I wanted to do this record, really. And um, yeah, we did that. Uh, but uh, yeah, and um, I remember that I played with Chris in a band at school. He wasn't uh, a founding member of Violet District. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I remembered that Chris had this Rickenbacker bass and, and an old uh, uh, amp for it and always played much too loud. 
And I said, "Hey, this is would fit perfectly. Let's let's do it with Chris." Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and so this record was a real experience. And then um, we were all drowned in studio work. I was producing, and uh, Kalle was playing guitar, and he also also played in the studio when 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 I worked. And uh, but in 1996, I think to make the story complete. Um, Kalle came to a studio I worked and and uh, gave me a call and said, "Come outside, I have an idea." Ah, ninety-seven, something late nineties, and um, he played to me "Hole in the Sky," a demo of "Hole in the Sky." Sitting in his, I think it was a Volkswagen Golf, um, <laughs> with a you know how we had it in the nineties, just with a subwoofer in it, and um, yeah, and we listened to this song, and I said, yeah, let's do something together. That is, that is, this is was the real birth of everything, I think, yeah. because this gave us this impression. First, we have to do music again. We just shouldn't be only in the studio. Uh, and um, second, we can do music together because when he played the song to me, I just got the melodies in my head, what what we need. And, and um, yeah, and we got the impression to do something together. Uh, and we had the impression we have to go on stage again. Mm-hmm. So... The Pink Floyd thing came, and the demo thing came, and all came together in this. Um, you have to have a name because without a name, you can't release. And uh, so it it was yeah, in two thousand. Really funny that we, um, because of the pandemic situation, um, we couldn't do the tour for the twentieth anniversary for God mm-hmm. Has Failed, and we did um, we did this uh, movie instead. Uh, playing the record, and we were in the in the extras of the DVD and the Blu-ray. You see us sitting here in the hole uh, with the with the old lineup oh, and okay. talking about talking about the album. And this was really like a, a flashback. Yeah, I and, imagine and with so. every we get and yeah and uh, yeah, it, it was the same fun listening to the records than than at that time playing it. So it's yeah yeah. That's it's interesting that you brought up that particular song. That's the first song that I heard from RPWL. Oh, uh, really? Okay. From, the, from from this album, the 2000 uh, God Has Failed. Yes. This is yeah. And you 
you say that he played the song for you. What was on that tape? Was it just the guitar part? No, he did a demo tape with a drum computer and okay. the melody, um, everything. I, I, I think it was nearly everything, but not the vocals. Did he and, have lyrics uh, already written or did no. you write lyrics? No, no. He played the tape to me at that time. And I remember I I, um, I looked in the sky and said, this is a song we have to fly into a hole, into a big nothing. And um, so the name of the song came up. Where did the idea come from to include the clips, the the, the movie clips and stuff that are in the song? I want you to collect magazines from everybody. Ali had this uh, this tape because he always gathered these um, movie clips that he liked most together for the Violet District. If it, mm. They at least did it for Violet District, I think. And I think it was one of these um, old tapes that he that he uh, brought up to uh, something is missing. Let's do this. And uh, I, I thought it's a nice because it's it it um, makes this tension of something's happening, and it's really a cool thing. He also had this tape with his um, with his heart tones um, that is on the uh, on the uh, on the hole in the sky um, song. And it, it's really Kali's heart. No kidding, I didn't know it. that. That's very yeah, good. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's it was clear to me from by this was the first album that I bought from you guys and um, it had been out for a little while I think about three years maybe and it became obvious that you know and I before I knew anything about RPWL it sounded like I could tell the Pink Floyd influence but you you took it in your own direction and some of those early songs were just so hauntingly beautiful Crazy Lane and Farewell and God Has Failed and I understand that you. Um, I'm not sure if it was you or somebody in your in the band with you, but this was a very personal album, yeah. lyrically a very personal album, and and the the just the the line "God has failed" is a very provocative um, line, a very provocative phrase uh, to title the album. But I imagine when you lose somebody that you care about, that's that's the thought that goes through your mind. As you're absolutely right. At that time, my father died. And uh, it was exactly at that time I was writing lyrics. And this was really the, the first thought that I had that uh, he may fail. Maybe it's, it's wrong, you know. And, and, and who tells me that this is, um, that, that everything is right, what's happening. So all this thoughts that are not really um really that are more emotional thoughts you know mm -hmm. this is not really um a statement that is that is 
coming from the um, brain, if you want. So it's it's more a question that comes from the heart without um, without really um, yeah without this this question don't doesn't want a discussion. It's it's just a statement um, how you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, understand. Um, in 2010, you founded uh, Gentle Art of Music, your own label. What yeah. what led you to that decision, and how does somebody go about starting their own label? It was very easy at that time uh, because um, we had um, we were with at that time. I think we were with um, SPV. That was our distribution, and they went bankrupt. Oh yeah. So it's um, we had the decision to to um, change things and and search another uh, label and distribution, or we just do our own business. And um, this was something we always had a bit in mind, I think, to to um, stand on our own feet, not asking someone just um, doing what we want to do. And we also had in mind to do other bands, to help other artists, just to uh, to to spread the thing. At that time, uh, I, I think Kalle had his, um, uh, already had his uh, Blind Ego thing going. So it was clear that we don't, um, we don't do a label just for one band. It's one band that has a label, but for different artists. And it worked out really fine. So we, we are really, really, it was one of our best decisions we did. Yeah. Because now we can work. We work with, I don't know, Subsignal. We're producing Sylvan. We're producing a lot of things. And, and not only our solo projects. So it's, 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 a, it's a good thing. I didn't realize Sylvan was on your label. I love those guys. Those guys are great. Yeah. Um, so 2002, you put out, uh, this is trying to kiss the sun and yeah. uh-huh. I could see the SPV labeled or logo on the back yeah. with it inside out.
the next one I want to talk to you about is uh, from World Through My Eyes. And you have a song on here with a guest vocalist, Ray Wilson, who was in Genesis and Stillskin. How did you and, and Ray meet and how did this collaboration sort of happen? Um, I heard Ray during the um, um, Calling All Stations tour here in Munich. And um, I always, uh, I, I know it's a bit, let me be provoking, uh, provoking again. And then I say it was Genesis with a real singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is provocative. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so I take this back. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I was really surprised. So it's it it was really cool. So um, um, the whole concert. I, I still work. I, I just at the moment I have an artist and uh, near set is playing drums um, in the U.S. and and sent me the file. So it's um, it it was a great concert. And um, Ray and and us were on the same label at Inside Out at that time. Okay. And um, so right. I had this song i think we did roses in 2001 and i never found the real i did the vocals and and it was everything okay but it seemed that i just missing a, a link to to that we say hey now let's release it now it's a good song now it's uh, um and i asked the label if i can ask ray if they give me a, a number or something and it turned out that he was playing just uh i think yeah in 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 just 50 kilometers from here mm -hmm. um and i went to the concert and i came there with my demo cd and said hi ray <laughs> i'm yogi <laughs> and uh could you please listen to this song? I think it really would your voice will really fit and it's a nice song. So maybe it's uh, it's cool. And he had this this look in his eyes, so yeah, that he will never call, you know, this um <laughs> don't call me, I call you. Yeah. This was exactly this look. And um so I just um after three or four days, um I got a call. And he said, I listened to the song. This is great. And um, he recorded the vocals. I think he was uh, in, in in Scotland at that time. Mm -hmm. um, now he's living in Poland. Um, but it was uh, in Scotland at that time. And he recorded it. And it was great. All the things I tried to do I never thought it was to
were all satisfied with it. It was really, it, it gave the song the glance that I was missing. I was always hearing his voice on this song. And, and it's not that I don't want to sing it. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's great life. And um, we also did it. Uh, I think we sang it together one time on a DVD. Uh, that we did for for, for Metal Mind and um, yeah, but it's 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 great. It gave the song exactly that what what we had in mind. Yeah, it's a great song. I, I imagine it's one of the the favorites among your fans. It's a uh, it's really terrific. Now I think I'd forgotten you were on the same label. Was that was he touring for the Change album at that time? Is it was that what? It was? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, terrific record that that one is too. Uh, yeah, his voice is perfect for that song and and. You do a very good job on it as well. I've got the the live video for the the RPWL live experience, and and mm -hmm. uh, it's on there. So, uh, yeah, great great song. Well, I love the album. Love the world through my eyes record. Uh, really, guys, don't put out a bad record. You guys just keep keep somehow figuring out how to put out new music that's good. The uh, so this new album, Crime Scene, is your eighth studio album, and it's the first one since Tales from Outer Space, twenty nineteen. And it's a themed album, or it has uh, has it explores the themes of evil and the evolution of evil. How did are we born evil? Do we learn to be evil? How does that? Uh, when did that sort of become the focus of of sort of conceptually what the what this album was going to be? And it, is that something that started with you? Did you and Callie talk about it? How did that sort of happen? Hmm. Nice that you ask because uh, this is. What what I was asking myself was it because it was getting I I mean uh, a taste from outer space is very colorful and of course with uh, with a science fiction um, um, theme and and all this but I think Kali came with ideas for a new album Hey listen to that and it was I I think I think it was getting it was a bit darker. All the all the ideas were a bit darker. Maybe it's um, I mean we have a here in Europe especially we have a war right in front of of our doors. So it's mm -hmm. um, that is even for me as a the typical post-war kid, you know, that never saw anything else than uh, the great freedom, you know, and and. Uh, when I was young, Europe was opening to to a, to, a, to one big, yeah, a, a friendship. You know, it's it's um, a thing that my kids never they they they, they don't know they even don't know how it was before. So mm -hmm. it's when when we were, so it, maybe the times are darker. I don't know. I, I think his ideas were darker, but. Um, and and led me to this. I had uh, the crime scene um, thing I had in mind for yeah at least a couple of years. I wanted to to uh, to do a, um, an album about this good and bad thing, and um, but with this the idea that we really do this uh, with um, half and half, half um, half of it as a kind of good and bad discussion if you want so or or getting uh, digging a bit 
deeper in it and the other half just uh, trying to um to do we tried to find really disturbing crime cases and and thought this was a good idea to to mix that because um the cases we had they we just tried to to find um cases that leave you with a with a big question mark you know what how could they is this good is this bad i don't know i'm totally confused so this should be the the thing and so this uh lyrical idea and the music came together and i think pushed um um one pushed the other into this direction of leading into this um yeah a bit darker is it really darker? I, I mean, the, the, darker? the lyrics, yeah. of, of course, <laughs> of course, the lyrics are darker. I think it's not so colorful. It's more down on the earth, mm. the music, in in my feeling. And but I never, I never feel so much before. I might. It was the same with Tales from Outer Space that, that the music and the and the lyrics were just corresponding and 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 gluing together in one direction. But this time it was even more. I think it was the dark ideas and and the cases coming and and then um, reacting to it. So it was an interesting recording and yeah, producing. So, so you you hear music from Kali and you it it sort of stimulates your mind to go into particular directions this time it definitely was yeah yeah so uh with your last album coming out in 2019 when did the writing start for crime scene i think i started writing i think it was one and a half year hmm. this one and a half year so it was really uh i was uh, trying to put um, um things together i heard the first ideas and but we didn't start immediately with uh with recording and producing so it was a it was a, a long time that just ideas were lying there and uh, ideas were coming together and and we we gathered together our thoughts and that we um we really started producing i think it was half a year or something Okay. So it was not that much time, and it was. Um, I had to go to the uh, to the hospital, mm-hmm. and and so it was. There was a k- kind of intermission, and um, but everything worked out. So it's it's cool. But it was a long time. Ideas were just lying there and and growing and and going into the direction of how it is uh, on the record. So when you were when you went to the studio to record, was that after the lockdown had already been lifted? Uh, it it was. I think it was. Uh, there wasn't the the, the um, there wasn't this point when when the lockdown was over. It was just um, you know now you can again go and do your things. You can go to work again. Um, there was, I, I think in the lockdown, there was this, um, I mean, I had a good time because I was in the studio. <laughs> I'm used to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> I can, uh, um, so it, it wasn't the great thing for me, but it's, um, yeah, I think there was this, this point when, when, uh, it was step by step. And I think when we recorded, 
God has failed. The, the revisited was the last thing that was happening here in our hometown in a hall. It was absolutely the last thing. We had and, the last And then everything slot. got shut down right after that. And then everything was shut down. Okay. So uh, we were lucky with that. And um, I think when we recorded, uh, it was all the signs were uh, set to normal. Okay. Got it. All right. So... The lineup is uh, yourself, Yogi Lang, on vocals and keyboards, um, original member. Kali Walner, guitars, original member. You have Marcus uh, Grutzner on bass, who's new in 2022, mm -hmm. replaced yeah. your old bassist, who um, I guess had to... Marcus, is his name pronounced Jale? I'm not sure how it's yeah, pronounced. Yeah, yeah Yile. But Yile. All, everybody says Jale. <laughs> okay. He uh, he announced that he left the band in December for personal reasons after yes. he was mm -hmm. with the band a long time and a um, long time, yeah. Mark Turio uh on drums mm -hmm. uh who joined in 2008 replacing Manfred Mueller and I was mm -hmm. curious as to with with Marcus your keyboardist leaving are you yeah. adding a keyboard player for your live shows or are you going to handle all the yeah. keyboards? For our live shows, we we uh, definitely will have a keyboard player. Okay. To right. play it, but uh, there's no need. I, I mean, it's it's not. Um, it doesn't affect the studio work because mm -hmm. I always played the keyboards in the studio. Um, it's just live. I I mean, it's a kind of a cut because um, Marcus was with us for a very very long time. Yeah. But he has a kid. And still talking about pandemic, I, I mean, it doesn't affect me, but there were a lot of, I think when he, when we talked, talked the last time and he offered that he couldn't do the tour, it was just, uh, I think in the kindergarten, there was from a month, it was two days open. Oh, wow. The rest, it was closed because mm -hmm. someone was ill. Someone had Corona. So it, it was, uh, yeah. I, I mean, at the moment, it's a mixture of COVID and because of wearing the masks and everything, everyone tried to be safe. There was, is uh, they're coming and you have, you have the impression every disease that you could have now is coming you know <laughs> again when everything is open yeah so it's um he had a hard time and everybody understood that he couldn't do the tour because it's um it's um yeah it's it's an open thing when you when you have to rely on on that that your um kid i, th I think it's um it's two years or something when mm -hmm. um and when everything is closed, you can't you can't uh, stop the tour because um, I have to get my kid out of the kindergarten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is yeah, that is complicated. Well, I know how that goes. I have I have, you know I'm a father too, so I know that once the kids go back to school, if somebody gets sick, everybody gets sick. Yes, <laughs> that's so. the thing. All right, so there's six songs on this album, and it's um, mm -hmm. it's short enough that you were able to do a vinyl for this album. Yeah, uh, which is great. Uh, you have four. Uh, you've got yellow, blue, red, and uh, traditional black uh, that you're selling mm -hmm. through your website, gentleartofmusic.com, and people can go there and get that pre-ordered. They can get it autographed. They can get whatever 
whatever those colors that they want. And that's all fun. Some people will probably go buy one of each, which is good for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) But these are all very, uh, like, very identifiably RPWL. But there are some subtle differences to some of these. And the Victim of Desire, the first track, is your first single from the album. And it starts with sort of this almost like a, a suspense or horror movie uh, soundtrack sort of sound at the beginning and footsteps running. And it, it really sets the tone and the mood for this record. Where did that idea come from? As I said before, we tried to to split the records into real cases and mm-hmm. into thoughts we have um, about this crime scene thing. And um, there was this, uh, I wanted to do, and um, as you said, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you, um, that you feel it, uh, that you also feel the way I, I, I really, um, it was intended to, because uh, in this song, we tried to put ourselves into the world of a serial killer. And um, uh, in our case, it was, um, a guy that went through a period of, of social isolation because of something happening in the past, whatever it is, but it's, um, um, it's, um, we wanted to, to bring the whole record into this mood of, of this, um, to get, to get everyone into this crime scene thing that is really, it's, it's not a real case, but it's, mm-hmm could be it could be yeah it's us in a in a um maybe in a in a movie or something yeah well that's like the video you guys get to come in and save the day in yeah. the video rpwl saves the day you guys are police yeah <laughs> we save the world sure <laughs> yeah how did uh, how was that for you making the video was it a lot of fun or was it a lot of work or was it yes. both both uh, yeah. And it was great because the um, you have to you, you can't um, even in Germany you can't just dress up as a, um, a police officer that doesn't mm-hmm. work you have to get a police officer and uh, so we um, we learned a lot from this um, police guys that that we just um, they were reading the story um, and the script you know and just no we can't do that. <laughs> and I said, why you can't do that? We would never do that. <laughs> and um, <laughs> this, this uh, when they were laughing, because it's um, there's this one scene when they um, 
get the serial killer, of course, with our help, yeah. they get the serial killer and um, they push him on the bed. And he, um, I remember he just uh, turned to me and said, you're aware that we would never do that. <laughs> he would be right here on the floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't make it easy for him. <laughs> <laughs> and so, no, this was a real experience. So yeah. uh, we, we learned a lot um, and, and it was nice working. Um, and um, yeah, it was, again, for us, um, we even understood things more after after doing this this clip so it was a, a great experience for us yeah victim of desire the video is on the rpwl uh youtube page and what i like about the video too is that it's filmed like um like it's a crime drama on television that you're watching yeah so it's that, very, very yeah that, very cool that was the intention <laughs> i i mean just a clip that uh also emphasizes the um, the tension that is coming up in the music. So it's mm. so I noticed that the video is shorter than the song. Is there a bit of the music that's cut for the video? Yeah, there's yeah. a bit, um, uh, a couple of things are cut, but it's mainly the song. So mm. it's but the single on the streaming services is the regular length of the, the, yes. the album. So uh, yes. I love an eight minute single. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Red Rose is a this song with a this got this beautiful acoustic guitar opening with mm -hmm. a, some electrical guitar notes with some echo. Very dreamy start to that. started the song or did that intro come later no that was his um that was this um acoustic guitar idea hmm. that was the basic of the song yeah you've used you've obviously you've, we talked about roses you've used rose before in your in your lyrics and and uh, yeah what is it about <laughs> the, what is it about the imagery of a rose that sort of captures your imagination I don't know. I had this. I, I mean, the story is is um, we took the sweetness of of the story. I mean, the story is bizarre because um, it was a um, happened in the U.S. But uh, with a yeah, nobody knew if it if he was really a radiologist. But it was uh, Carl Tensler that um, I mean, at least he worked at a radiologist uh, as a radiologist. Um, 
And it was in the 1930s, I think. And uh, he fell in love with a young patient. And it was, uh, as I remember, uh, it was a young Mexican girl. And um, I always had this uh, image in my head of her with curly hair and a rose in her hair. Mm. And he fell in love, you know. I, I mean, the story when... Um, yeah, it's a sad story because uh, he felt. Let's focus on the sweetness of the story. <laughs> so it's um, he really fell in love. He couldn't help her. She died uh, of cancer, um, and he couldn't get over her death. So one year later, he um, stole the corpse um, out of the grave mm. and uh, lived with her about six years. Um, Okay, to be honest, now the story is not that sweet anymore. But <laughs> not it's, anymore. Um, no, not anymore. Um, I mean, the police only discovered the crime because her sister had a kind of a suspect against him. And um, so they came and until the last second, he was standing at her bed and um, he was sure she would wake up because of all the of all the noise with the police and now she and she never woke up of course because mm -hmm. she was dead for um, about six years so it was must have been yeah it's a bizarre story yeah. I, I mean still it's the sweet it's the sweetness of the story that we're talking about mm -hmm. so that i mean um yeah very bizarre but i love that that the song is so written as a love song of course mm -hmm. and the story is so bizarre that you it's yeah I, I love that it's kind of this opposite you're working with um it's the same with the with the next song too yeah so it's um yeah but it's yeah it's it's this red rose i had in mind i, I don't know why <laughs> yeah it's, i like that it's the two sides because as you said it's uh you know how does evil happen it you know you have uh, this you know sweet love story and yeah. it, be it becomes a lot darker once, you know, she passed away. Yeah. And, and this might be the, the moment when someone made click in his head. So it's, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. It's hard so, to say. Was, was he the kind of guy before? Would he have stolen a corpse without falling in love and losing the love? I, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's always a big question mark. Yeah. So Cold Spring Day in 22, you just alluded to it. It's the shortest song in the album. opening line about footprints in the snow coming from the woods it's very cinematic 
It's a very cinematic line. It happened around the corner here. Okay. It's about, let me say, 30 or 40 miles from here um, is this uh, Hinterkaifeck where this um, family was completely killed in in uh, 22. And um, this is, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's still unsolved. Oh, wow. Still unsolved. That's yeah. a little freaky. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, this is a this is a beautiful little song, but again, very, very dark lyrics because there's multiple references to the um you know to the family being slain and uh uh the footsteps in the attic and that kind of thing. It, uh, it's a, yeah. It's, uh, the 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 thing that really catched me is that um the um vision that you I was never there were many things I wasn't aware I, that are quite clear when I tell it, but when you at home and closing the door, there's something that makes you feel safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is exactly what they did. They went home, closed the door, and they must have had this safe feeling when suddenly someone came and murdered the whole family. So it's, um, I, I never was aware. I, I, I pay attention to these things since I, wrote the lyrics that when i'm home and closing the door it's like ah oh. yeah you feel a little safer when you close the door and then you feel a little safer when you lock the door yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes you're right but it's it's can be very you know illusory it can be an illusion yeah um, but it's even on the countryside you know that i i mean you you don't um yeah even here we are quite a bit outside of of rising, it's near the the airport. Munich Airport is there. You don't have the feeling that you have to close the door. To be to be honest, mm -hmm. it's it's just and even there. I, I mean, you should close it and you should uh, lock it. But yeah, yeah. I grew up in a town like that, a little very very small, out in the in the middle of nowhere kind of place. Uh, no, people don't lock their doors, kind of thing. So, uh, life in a cage. This is a kind of I thought. The, this is the reason I asked about the lockdown uh, and when you recorded it, because to me, it seems like a, it serves as a parallel to the lockdown, life in a cage. It's in some ways. Trying to change him was so stupid. He was just a little drunk. When all his rage, it took over. Tell me a little bit about this song and how this one came came out for you. Yeah, it had it has two sides. It's it's um, the interesting thing was it started. Uh, um, it was coming up during my research that um, eighty percent of all crimes are committed by men, by male persons, and that number is 
makes it even look better because the worse the crime gets, the more the male thing is coming into it. And um, it's, yeah, even here in Germany, you know, it's there's always this immigration thing on, on the table, you know. But when you when you just think it over, it's not a social issue. It's not a cultural issue. It's not a thing of immigrants. It's not religion um, or something. I mean, it sounds strange, but obviously it's a... Uh, it's a problem of toxic masculinity, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, I, I mean, when when I, um, it, it it sounds really strange because uh, I, I mean, I'm male too. So <laughs> I really I feel, uh, I, I don't feel good with that. But yeah, this was, this brought me to this thing, which I couldn't believe either because, um, you know, as a, even as an, artist or musician you um you live in a good world you know it's it's everyone has good intentions and um it's all good that um violence against um women um is increasing i wasn't aware i i always thought that that society is getting better and and open-minded and mm. and always, but every three days in every country in Europe, um, every three days, a woman is killed by at least her husband. So this is uh, it totally shocked me, and and I wasn't aware of that. Even I wasn't aware that is uh, that this is not getting less; it's getting more. And this could be a pandemic thing, but uh, it doesn't matter with pandemic or without pandemic. It's just a thing that over the years is getting more and more. And um, I I thought it's really worth to do a song about that, because um, how do you feel when you when you when this violence takes place? So this is. um, When you and this was the thought, it must be a life in a cage. Because this always is kind of a circle that you and you're not coming out of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think it's um, you. You need a lot of power to to get out of this of this circle and to open the door and say I'm leaving. So it's um, this is obviously not that easy um, that it you, you might think of. So it's. Um, this was really worth uh, to do a song about it. Yeah. Yeah. King of the world is your big epic on the album, just under 13 minutes long.
I like about the lyrics on this one is that it's almost, I mean, he talks about if I were king of the world, but almost sounds like if I had godlike powers, like, like that kind yeah. of, uh, uh, point of view he talks about yeah. taking the leaders of the world and putting them in a place and basically like doing something to them to make them you know see reason and that kind of thing um was there anything in particular that inspired that was that sort of driven by the the russian ukraine war or was it something else maybe no it's more driven about my um my thought that every Every utopia you're trying to build is ending in a kind of totalitarian structure. Um, because when you trust this king of the world, the, the picture I had is when I I've, when I was young, even when I was a kid, I thought if I was king of the world, everything was getting better. Of course, every mm-hmm. I, I think everybody thinks that way. Yeah. And um, and what you're doing, you. You're putting away the bad king, and now you're the good king. So, but you're not only the good king for you, and not for any others, because they might think another way. And and um, so this is, yeah, may, maybe this is some kind of the trick of humankind. That um, maybe this is the reason why nothing gets better, even in hundreds of years or thousands of years we will all be the same because we're just um we maybe not made for having a world in peace maybe maybe it's a little bit like the who sang meet the new boss same as the old boss yeah that's the same theme yeah it's the same subject yeah yeah uh, this thing closes, uh, this album closes with another life beyond control. I love the line of, the, about some are born to be good and some are evil. And then the question, can you see it in their eyes? This is this is sort of central to the album is, is what causes yeah. this. different sounding instrumentation here than what we normally get from RPWOs. some kind of effect on Kali's guitar. Yeah. 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 It was um, a very, uh, how should I say a very basic idea that uh, with uh, Kali came with this very simple riff and, and, but it uh, uh, catched me at first sight. So it's, um, 
it was cool. Uh, I thought it's a cool statement to get out of the album mm -hmm. when you when it's just it it makes a nice finish for this, even with a, another strange case of Karl Denke that is the <laughs> another really scaring story. But uh, again, the the nice thing about the story, what I like most is that um, this is. Uh, what the line is about? Can you see it in in their eyes? Uh, in his eyes, that um, nobody believed when they even when they caught him, and it was uh, it turned out that there were thirty or forty victims, and he yeah they they found um, pots of human fat and um, he obviously ate them, and um, but nobody could believe because he was the devout citizen from from your neighborhood yeah and and so what how how could you see that there is something going on that he's a bad person so it's it is interesting so it's, it's an interesting thing and and in my research uh this was the second um the second point how uh, the lyrics came um was in the beginning of crime working of of police work they tried to find out uh, it must have been at the beginning of um, the 20th century i think or something mm -hmm. um they tried to find out if there is if you can see the bad in in the um in the person they they um they tried to to um yeah about how the eyes are or is the nose or is the i, I mean ridiculous but <laughs> yeah. they did it they they thought about it so yeah. it's it's really but you can't see it that's the yeah. thing that's that is it's the thing throughout the years they tried every possible way to think how can we prevent this how can we see it coming before it becomes a problem and you know they they thought about stuff like that what is it something to do with brain size is it something to do with uh you know your physiology yeah. you know that's because that yeah. that was a big yeah. part of medicine and you know it, the not much was known still to this day not much is known about the brain really if you think about it but yeah yeah did, did, were you aware even like vaguely about these stories of carl tanzler and carl denke before you started this or did you find them and, and look them up afterwards um, I, I really found it uh, i found them when i digged into the things mm. and it's Really, when when the album inspires um, some people to to dig into this thing to get a bit of, I mean, it's crime history. How started police work? How um, what? Um, how bizarre cases? And and this is such an interesting field. So it's um, yeah, I learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yogi, when somebody buys this album and they they listen to it from start to finish, what do you hope that they take away from that experience? I hope we could take uh, them through this emotional journey um, that is really, I think it's not that easy, but it's uh, it's worth doing it mm. because it's such an interesting thing. Uh, and I really hope that that I could give people uh, a push to think about it, a push to think about what is really good, what is really 
bad? Is it is it just um, is it that there was something in the? I love to to get an explanation for things. You know, I'm mm. I'm just I, I think I'm just this kind of guy. It's mm. it's um, you have to explain things, and um, yeah, maybe people can do a bit of of uh, can follow us on this journey and get a bit more interested in it and look up for the stories it's so interesting and i think when you once read the story about for instance carl tensler you hear the song with another ears i'm sure yeah for sure so i know you're doing shows in europe is there is yeah. there going to be anything possible in the united states or I know it's difficult to tour here for European bands. Yeah, it is. It is difficult. I, I mean, we'd love to, and and it's always um, it's always a great pleasure to be there. And um, but um, yeah, it's complicated. Maybe there's a festival or something coming up that would yeah. be great. But um, we just focus on Central Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was fortunate. And, I got to see you at uh, Rosfest, so that was good. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the album is called Crime Scene. It comes out March seventeenth from Gentle Art of Music. There's a single already out there. There's another single coming. Are you going to tell us which one it is? Um, Cold Spring Day in twenty two will come up in about two weeks or something. Okay, just great. Uh, um, yeah before the release and uh, coming as a second. All single right. if you want so all right i think by the time this goes live then that that song will be out as a single and you can get updates at the band's website rpwl.net you can order the album in advance from gentleartofmusic.com on cd or vinyl black yellow blue red signed unsigned whichever you want and the vinyl comes with really nice the vinyl comes with download codes and lyric sheet so that's all awesome Follow the band on Facebook, rpwl.net, uh, on Twitter, rpwl underscore official, and Instagram, at rpwl. I think I covered everything. <laughs> uh, I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yogi Lang of RPWL, thank you so much for telling me about this record. It is, I thank think, you. so far, I've only, I probably have heard it about four or five times, but I think it might be my favorite since the RPWL experience at least, and, and maybe longer. It's really, really good. I'm enjoying it. Thank you so much for telling me about it. I wish you nothing but the best of luck with thank it. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for your time today. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, it was great. Thank you. Michael's Record Collection is hosted and produced by Michael Citro. Logo graphic courtesy of Jerry Cutchins. Follow Michael's Record Collection on social media, at Mike's Records on Twitter, and Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. If you like what you hear, you can support the show through our Patreon at patreon.com slash Michael's Record Collection. For the free newsletter version, go to substack.com and just type Michael's Record Collection into the search bar. Thanks for listening. <laughs>